What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 162 of your favorite podcast, the Granite Podcast. I'm going to show some Haley alongside my co-host Brandon Long. And today we have another exercise comparison episode for you. Dumbbell versus barbell rows. Have your notepads ready. I think this is really good as always. Gordai Podcast brought to you by Revive Summons, brought to you by Raw Summons, shoes code Mahaley at checkout. Please leave us a five-star rating and review to be entered into the $100 Amazon gift card giveaway. Get ready. The road debate's going down. I'll see you inside. All right, you guys. I think this is a segment that you guys really, really, really like. Uh, today, we're going to discuss dumbbell versus barbell rows. And like with anything I discuss on here, both have a great purpose, a great application. We need to be able to be really good at both of them. Um, and, you know, no matter what my opinion is, what you feel best during your training is what you need to focus more time um, in overloading. But without further ado, so rows are... Um, I mean, we they're, they're, they're a very butchered movement. There's very few people that do rows correctly. Um, and I know I've posted um, a video on my Instagram man, maybe like three or four weeks ago of doing dumbbell rows. Um, and I have some on there of barbell rows. But we shouldn't be jerking our body like all over the place when we're rowing. You know, a proper row position is... Um, and hips, hips in a hyperextension, okay? So literally, it should feel like an RDL. Like your hamstrings and your glutes and your hips, I mean, they, I don't know, they they, they hurt. Mm-hmm. They feel like they fucking hurt yeah, when you're, you're doing You're locked in. Rows. It feels yeah. like you're about to do an RDL. Yeah. You basically do one RDL and just yeah, grow from that position. basically holding a static RDL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're in the right positioning, um, you know, you're not going to get a ton of low back. You're going to get a ton of glute and hamstrings. So, like, literally, you're able to tell if you're in the right positioning from there. Um, and then when we're rowing, if you are, um, if you're, like, extending your torso upward um, or elevating your torso, then you're going to feel those glutes kind of contracting throughout uh, the actual rowing because you're trying to thrust yourself forward a bit. Um, we want to keep everything as stable as possible. Now, that doesn't mean there can't be some variance in your rows. Um, like, there's a time and a place for body English, um, but, you know, every mechanic still needs to stay, every mechanic of the movement needs to stay very close to, um, uh, you know, the properly intended way for a row to be done. So getting that, positioning right obviously first and foremost that's a huge deal i mean if most people are truly just grabbing the weight and they bend over mm-hmm. and they like drive their elbows yep um that's not the right way at all make sure posterior is contracted uh if you're doing lat focus throws we want the load to start a couple inches below our knee so you need to be have hips as extended as possible i say hips hyperextended you meant like a hip, big hip hinge. Uh, a hip yeah, hinge, I yeah. just meant a hip hinge. Mm-hmm. Uh, prep. Whatever. It's, okay. it's all good. I want to have hips extended, um, and, and we want to have the torso in a place where at your full protraction of your scapula, the dumbbells or the, the barbell is a couple inches below your knee. Okay? For upper back focus rows, that can be right at or slightly above your knee. All right. So understand the differences there. Um, when we are doing rows, you know, rows one of the best lap focus movements you can possibly do. But man, people just really struggle getting that neuromuscular connection with that lat down pat. Um, so we always we if if when 
you initiate the pull, if that load is not in line with your lat, then nowhere, nothing you can do throughout the rest of that pull will make your lat be the target bias muscle. It could be a secondary likely will be a secondary because if your upper back you know uh, mobilizes and contracts that hard against load your lats are going to have to take some of it right but that they're not being biased whatsoever um so the load has to start like your elbows and your hands need to be in line with your lats when you start right shoulders should be protracted we don't want to keep scapula too tight we keep scapula too tight it's going to be an upper back row period if you want your lats to be biased, we have to start with shoulder protraction. Okay, that means allowing your shoulders to go forward. This is going to make it look like your spine is a bit arched. And oh my God, don't arch your spine when you're ever lifting. That's not, that's not correct. There's a time and a place, right? And like lat focus throws is a pretty good time and a place. Um, actually, today I will be performing uh, dumbbell lat focus throws. So I'll put a, I'll put a, a set on my. Um, on my Instagram story that you guys can reference after this. Um, But don't be afraid to like have some curvature in your spine. It's part of the movement if you're biasing uh, lats, right? But people that struggle biasing lats, number one, whatever muscle you're wanting to bias, the load has to be aligned with it. there's, There's no other way around it. Now, this is where things are a little tricky. Barbell is much harder to align with that lat than a dumbbell is because with a dumbbell, when you when, when you have your hips extended and a full hip hinge and your torso positioning's um, you know proper, you are going to have your hands and your elbows alongside your legs when you're starting the movement, like alongside your calves when you start the movement. From that position, your calves are perfectly aligned with your lats, so you literally have a cheat code. Keep your hands in line with your calves the entire set, right? Row it all the way up, go all the way down. Make sure that our row set stops when our elbows are not clearing the midline of the body anymore. So if your elbow's not at like 90 degrees at the top of that pole, then we're, we're done, the set's over. And I mean, you used to do it too, but everyone wastes so much fucking energy on like junk volume. Just mm-hmm. like in anything less than 90, we just don't really want it there. The biggest thing that I had to do was from, well, I had to swallow the ego for a second yeah. and drop the load yeah. completely and actually focus on do, performing it correctly. Like, yeah, I'd probably cut the load in half. Yeah. I started with a half. Start. It's yeah. a very good place. To yeah. Cause I was, we were rowing like, you know, 140s. Or up to the 140s, yeah. and I was getting no contraction. Yeah, no lack of Dropped down to 80s. Yeah, and, and you've worked up from there. From there, you know, and, yeah. and the contraction from there has been so much better. And a lot of people have that issue is they're rowing all this weight, but they're using, you know, a full back focus or, you know, it's upper back dominant, even though they feel a little bit lat. Mm-hmm. When you tr- truly take it to a lat-focused row and lat is a target bias, I mean, dude, the, the, the feeling that you get in those lats from that spine all the way to that rib cage, mm-hmm. you, like you feel, yep. you feel that thing fucking contract. You're like, wow, I'm, do- this, yeah. I'm doing it right. Like, this I am is doing the right, it right fucking way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you'll know too because like, you're going to know. Yeah. Uh, and when a lot of people just like use their hips to move it they halfway do. up yeah. and then the rest of it is their upper back and yeah. maybe getting a little bit of lat, a little bit. And like, yeah. 
This is this is not it. When you're watching your rose, so record your rose. When you're watching your rose, if your shins move forward at all, then we are driving through our hips to get that load up. So don't let your shins move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's also a time and a place. Let's say you know. Uh, so tomorrow I'm gonna do the 170s. If I'm on rep like 11. And I can pull my elbow through the midline of the body a couple more times, but I need a little bit of hip involvement. That's a little fucking different. I did 11 intended reps. Now we're going beyond failure with that work. So it's okay there to go a couple reps further, um, you know, of stimulus, but we still keep that load aligned with that lat. That's almost like having a spot when you're getting those forced reps. And it's literally forced reps. Mm -hmm. It's literally your own version of forced reps, Mm -hmm. or it's like putting your hands on your knees to get a few more on leg press, pendulum squat, hack squat, whatever it might be. Like it's not cheating. It's just like, it's more, it's more adaptive stimulation, Mm -hmm. right? So what we're in the gym to achieve. Um, now, it is much easier to overload on a barbell for a multitude of reasons. One, even lat focus rows on a barbell, you still have an overhand grip here. And with an overhand grip, understand wherever your wrist alignment is, that's where your elbow is going to drive, right? So we have an overhand grip. Our elbow has to drive an element of out. You can't have an overhand grip and drive your elbow very well in a, in a straight down position through your hip, right? We do it much easier with a neutral grip. Right, you're going to get a lot of elbow tension if you do it with heavy load, and you're trying to you know pull that elbow in as tight as you can, a neutral grip, right? So, on the barbell, we are going to have an element of upper back um, um, active tension, really, no matter what you do. Now, to hit a proper, hit a proper lat focus row with barbell. There is going to be an element of like a more diagonal line rather than straight Mm -hmm. because of the nature of your anatomy paired with that barbell. You're going to have to come forward a little bit. So we can still maybe keep the alignment to the top of the lat, but ideally we'd like to keep the alignment to the middle of the lat if we're doing lat focused rows. We can still keep it in line with the top of the lat. But you need to be able to pull to that midline of the lat, which is, you know, I always aim for my belly button. You need to be able to pull it back there and still clear those elbows through midline, right? Another item, in a neutral grip, like what you do dumbbell lat focus rows with, you can get more, uh, you can you can drive your elbow back further. You get more range of motion driving your elbow back. So more range of motion means we get closer to that inner part of the uh, of the lat that's against the spine. I say you get a, you you really want some thick fucking lats. You get all the fucking way in. You need all the way in to cover the entire range. Right, we drive that elbow back um, more. And it is putting more adaptive stimulus on that lat, and you're forcing it through an entire active range of motion. With a barbell, we can get very close to that whole range of motion, but we're not going to be able to drive elbows back as much just due to our human anatomy and how bio, or how our biomechanics of the movement work within our human anatomy. But on a barbell, you're going to be able to overload easier. I mean, so for reference, last time we did barbell rows, um, I, I think I did like 435 for like, 10 mm-hmm. and now I do, you know i do 170 pound dumbbells for like 12 mm-hmm. you, so that's significantly less weight that you're moving throughout yeah. the you know throughout the entire set it's significantly less um adaptive stimulus because the dumbbells are more focused 
So, like, this is kind of why, like, I, I think you need to master barbell rows before you get into mastering dumbbell rows. Absolutely. And I, you know, I oftentimes, I mean, majority of time, depending on where a client starts, if you're not pretty advanced, I'm probably going to start you with some barbell rows. Um, again, it's, you know, person to person, of course. But mastering that barbell row is a lot easier. Yeah. Um, because you're... Your reality is you need to build a strong foundation like I talked about in the podcast the other day. And the best way to do that is through a barbell row because you're using more muscles and you are going to get a bigger adaptive stimulus. Whereas with the dumbbells, you're going to be much more um, focused, mm-hmm. you know, with where we want that stimulus, right? But that being said, because you can get a dumbbell through a further range of motion, I think it's kind of a wash because through that further active range of motion, you're you know still you're still you're 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 pulling load and biasing load through a plane that the barbell just cannot right so the barbell you're going to get more more load and more adaptive stimulus but with the dumbbell you're going to be able to work more of the muscle i mean quite frank Mm -hmm. and that goes for dumbbell you know um upper back focus rows too where you just kind of drive them through or actually i like uh you know what's kind of been coined as a jansen row yeah when um you know you put your chest down on the incline bench and you row them overhand Mm -hmm. um but we've been doing one arm rows we do one arm rows with the working leg forward Mm -hmm. so usually one arm rows are with the working leg back that's not close to as good as lifts as with the working leg forward for lat focused or upper back focus, the working leg forward is definitely an optimal way to do that. I remember the first time I did those, I had no idea what I was the doing. The one arm rows. The one arm yeah. with the same leg forward. Yeah. It was so foreign to me that I thought I was doing it wrong and yeah. I couldn't grasp it and it frustrated me so much. Yeah. And the next time we did it, like I wanted to get the movement down so, like so bad uh-huh. that I did like two extra sets and by the second extra set yeah i was like holy fuck yeah it clicked this, that one is one that takes a bit it does it does because like first of all you have to it's a weird balance it is. you know you're used to being more open with, yep. with the opposite foot forward yeah and then it's this foot's forward and you're still trying to be like moderately heavy yeah with the low have a decent load because mm-hmm. you just got done rowing 315 or whatever it is you're not going to try and row 60 exactly you know what i'm saying yeah exactly so like so finding that balance is really hard yeah it, yeah. it, it is um, you know, I, th- I think a big, um, item there is when you do it with the working leg forward, you really have to learn how do you make that working leg the middle of your body, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, you take the load into account, um, like that, that's the middle of the weight dispersion. So your body's a little bit to the left. If your right side's working, your body's a little bit to the left and then the load's on the right. Mm-hmm. Like you have to balance out. It's like yeah. an equilibrium challenge, yeah, it's right? Hard. But not having the staggered stance, um, honestly, it allows you to bias so much better. It also kind of forces your hips to pin I say, down. Yeah, it yeah. eliminates all hip drive. If you start driving your hip, your low back's going to hurt. Uh-huh. There's no way you can drive your hips no. with, the, with the same foot forward. It's, it's very, very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, I definitely like that one a lot. Um, so remember the proper positioning. It's huge. Remember drive elbows through midline. Um, and remember you have to be able to align the load with the target muscle you are trying to bias in a vertical manner before you're able to actually bias that muscle. So that's kind of why for lat focus rows, dumbbells are better. Now, limiting factors of each. Uh, this is a big one. And I've been able to kind of manipulate the movement with myself because I play around with it so much. 
but anything over like 150s on the dumbbells, it hits my fucking legs at the top if I stay in that neutral position. So I've kind of been, you know, and AJ has that too. Like AJ uses the 90s mm-hmm. um, because the hundreds are too big. They, they, they run into her legs. Wow. Keeping that perfect intent. Mm. Yeah, so once you get really strong at the dumbbells, that's something you have to look out for. But also, if you're really fucking strong with the dumbbells with perfect intent, you are plenty advanced enough to like be able to finagle your body into a more biomechanically friendly position, right? With the barbell, the elbow and wrist positioning, it's not going to allow you to target the, the, the lats the way that dumbbells are. But I do think a barbell can help you bias the upper back portion better than dumbbells can. Um, let's see, dumbbells less load is going to be used there but that's not inherently a bad thing like i said because you get more range of motion right but if you're someone who you do those barbell rows and you just feel it perfectly and it just hits perfectly and you're seeing a ton of back progression dude don't switch it up right um you do get more rom with the dumbbells um another big item here and this is very 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 important as you get really advanced into into training is the unilateral training allows for you to address muscular imbalances. So if we're just on the barbell, this goes for all barbell work. If we're just on the barbell, we're just cranking away and your right side significantly stronger than your left, you're still going to move that load. You're, you're going to be able to overcompensate. I mean, that's what our brain is constantly trying to do is finding the easiest routes to get the job done. Right, it's clearly our nervous system's job to do so because that puts you in the best situation to thrive. Your brain doesn't really care about you lifting weights. The brain cares about you being in a position to thrive and not injure yourself, right? So it's going to set you in the best position for you to still move the load because you're asking it to. But if we're just only driving with barbell and we have a muscular imbalance, that muscular imbalance gap is just going to grow. Because that right side, if your right side is stronger than your left, that right side is going to handle more stimulus. It's just your body working for itself rather than against itself, right? So from that component, like when you do get into more advanced levels of bodybuilding, I think dumbbells need to be, or advanced levels of training, I think dumbbells need to be the primary. But that doesn't mean, I mean, you know, post-training we'll go through phases, or post-prep we'll go through phases with the barbells. Um, You know, we'll switch it up because... Man, by then we'll have been on dumbbell rows for eight and a half, eight and a half months, mm-hmm. maybe nine months, um, and so I don't have a lot to left, a lot of area left to improve there. So we're gonna have to switch it back to barbells. Um, like there's a time and a place for both. I would say for seventy five percent of the year I do utilize dumbbells, um, and the rest of the time I utilize barbells. Here, my opinion is that I think dumbbell rows are better. Um, it's not like it's you know, he won the Olympia because he did dumbbell rows and the other guy did barbell rows. Personally, and myself and my athletes, I think dumbbell rows build a better back if you do them right, but they are much, much more difficult to do right than barbell rows. What do you think? I think that dumbbell rows uh, have a slight advantage in yeah. building more tissue. Yeah. I do. Um, I think, like you said, Building a foundation, kind of how we talked about with squats and leg mm-hmm. press. Yep. Um, the foundation, kind of with barbell rows. Yep. Moving, transitioning into dumbbell rows is really huge, and you yep. can benefit a lot from doing that. I agree. Um, but 
I, the range of motion. It's on, big. It is. It's, a it's big so big. Deal. Really, especially like with me, I, I have short arms. Yeah. Like I already my range of motion is already short. Yeah. And it's even more limited. You exactly. Know with with any sort of barbell. Yeah. So, yeah. So for you, I, I actually is a good point for people with shorter limbs. Mm-hmm. Who, like the dumbbells are actually significantly better. Yep. But like I said, like that is when you get into more advanced levels of training because that foundation is very, very, very um, important to have. So uh, episode one sixty two dumbbell versus barbell rows let us know what you guys think i'll see you next time